0: Hi, I'm Hetrion. I'm Booru Uosa, and I And you're The Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, our podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello everyone, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Yes, we're back after the break. Welcome to season two of 2021 because that is the structure we're following and I have got a very special episode for you today. It's an episode that is quite close to my heart. I want to introduce you to teaching season. And I kind of want to talk about a very, very important topic that is learning adjacent, teaching adjacent, life adjacent, work adjacent, everything really. So first of all, let me tell you what the second season is about. It's called the teaching season. And you will hear from some new and interesting teachers over the coming weeks. You'll get some new tips and ideas to help you if you are an online teacher, help you become a better online teacher. We'll talk shop for sure, because I really like talking shop and talking business. And I will share how teaching and learning languages intersect. And of course, we've got amazing guests and we've got Lindsay coming in as well for a few episodes. If you have any questions for me and you are curious about online teaching, language teaching, any aspect of that. I will present a and a episode sharing my best tips for online teaching and I'd love to hear what's on your mind. You can submit your questions to me by emailing and that is hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. You can DM me on Instagram or you can also tweet at The Fluent Show and all of that is on the website fluent.show. I look forward to hearing what's going on in your teaching life and kind of straying into this aspect <laughs> with you. Now, the sponsor for today's episode is dun, 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 dun. Yabla! Woohoo! It's Yabla. Once again, we love Yabla here at the Fluent Show. Yabla is an online platform where you can find videos in 6 languages, and they are Spanish, French, Italian, German, English, and Chinese. Yeah, (laughs) I just counted that really weirdly on my hands, but those are the languages that you can find if you're learning any of those languages and you have been watching YouTube but kind of thinking, I wish you could do this. I wish it had subtitles where I could click all the words and then the words would automatically show me the translation and be added to flashcards so I could review them later. Well, guess what? You can! Yes, you can with Yabla. The selection of topics is massive. They've got everything from current affairs to little instructional videos to even material for kids. It's just a wealth, a wealth of resources and materials, and they've got lots and lots more of really cool learning materials that you can use that really help you improve your listening comprehension. If you are interested in your listening comprehension and you want to improve how you can understand spoken, authentic, natural language, I think Yabla is a great resource. I'm so pleased to send you there. And you can watch my tour video so you can see what's going on over at yabla.com all by yourself, and you don't even need to sign up. I'll just show you what's inside my account. And that is at yabla.com, Y-A-B-L-A, yabla.com slash Fluent Show. That is yabla.com slash Fluent Show. And thank you so much to Yabla for supporting the Fluent Show. In this first episode of the season, I want to focus on one particular factor that affects working life, affects how we teach, how we learn and really so much more in our life and it is a a damaging factor that can stop you achieving your goals. So I want to talk to you about stress. I have got a pretty long and impactful personal history with stress and I find it really relevant to talk to you about this because in a way that's what brought me to you today. Without stress I would not be a self-employed teacher Without stress, I would have never found myself in the crisis that brought me here and it wasn't a good time. And without stress, let's be straight, I would have no history of depression. I'm sharing this story with you at the start of teaching seasons because it's what made me a teaching entrepreneur and it's because it's Stress Awareness Week in the UK. So I also want you to pay attention to the ways that stress can affect you as a student and a learner of language And of course, as somebody who might be just in, you know, a pandemic trying to get a business up and running, I've spoken to quite a few of you in the last few months. I'm so impressed. And the pressures on you are real. I've worked with dozens of learners as well, who were unable to escape unhealthy patterns in their own learning setup in their own habits. And I always found that When you find peace, when you find relaxation and when you learn how to handle stress, you can get better results than if you just keep piling on the pressure, chastising yourself for, oh, I'm a procrastinator and feeling less than. So in this podcast today, I will get a little bit vulnerable, maybe. and look, get a little bit real with you for sure. And I hope you're here for it. Um, If you're not, the archive is 210 episodes long, so (laughs) enjoy, help yourself. Now let's start with the classic, where people start, a definition of stress. Stress is pressure on a person. It's as simple as that. For example, it could be external, like having to complete a large amount of work. It could be having to achieve a big result in little time, Or it could be internal, such as trying to keep up with a standard or a goal that you have set yourself that you're starting to find difficult. The way that we react to goals and workloads is also part of stress. So it can be what comes at us from the outside and it can be how we react to situations on the inside. I'm sure you've felt stressed before in your life. Can you think of an occasion (laughs) maybe... Off the top of your head, try and hold that, try and think about how you felt. How did it feel in your body? What was going through your mind? What does stress cause in you? Now, stress can be relatively unproblematic. And in fact, some people succeed and thrive and do really well in a stressful environment. For example, those who like to work in a hectic work environment, whose brain kicks into gear two days before there's a big deadline. There's not always a problem in itself. But when stress persists, it can start wearing down our resilience and in my life, most certainly, what I have learned is that resilience, so my ability to bounce back emotionally, my ability to recover from a blow, recover from a situation that is stressful, is really where it makes a difference. The pressure, if you don't have resilience, starts to feel like a threat, it starts to feel more physically like an assault, and you become less assertive, you're exhausted you lose confidence. In language learning, we so often talk about productivity and performance and results and achievements and, oh, fluent in this short amount of time and, you know, achieve this result in this amount of time. And actually the same goes for entrepreneurship, I have found. And most certainly it can be in employment as well. How quickly do you get that promotion? Who earns more money than you in entrepreneurship? It's like, how much money did you make last month, last week, last last hour? Success can feel like it's measured in numbers only. And I mean, don't get me started on social media. Social media often presents somebody else's best achievements to us. And uh, we start to think that they don't have any downtime. So we feel like we're not allowed any downtime. We feel like performing at optimum level is the default that is expected from us. But there are many, many reasons why performing at optimum level is not actually an option for most of us. Why performing at optimum level is, is not what your default should be. Let's for a minute consider what the optimum level even is. Where do we get ideas like that from? Optimum, the best. So I'm thinking about exceptional performance out there. Elite athletes memory champions people who have dedicated the majority of their lives to improving in one area now people you can call me polyglot or whatever I have not dedicated the majority of my life to language learning a big part of it for sure but not not my marriage <laughs> you know? not my I have balance in my life and I find that that is what maybe I'm not at optimum level but I'm pretty good and that is what gives me balance. Now, maybe we have a background from our parents and grandparents, always criticized, always f- leaving you with the feeling that you're able to just do a little bit better. You never quite maybe received the praise that you crave when you're small and that can lead to a similar kind of mindset where you feel that your best, your personal best, is just not optimal. Maybe we compare ourselves with viewing another person's curated life. Let me tell you for a minute and allow me to share how I came to teaching, how I came to where I am today. The podcast in the last month celebrated one and a half million downloads. I celebrated this on social media. I'm super, super excited about that, of course. So I could sort of say like, yeah, I'm a host of a successful podcast and done really well and all of this kind of thing. And maybe the history isn't always visible so I'm going to share because I want you to understand that I want you to understand what informs how I work and what informs how I work with you as language learners and as language teachers and why stress in particular is such a topic so close to my heart see I used to work in a fairly busy job lots of travel international travel clear goals and a manageable workload and I loved it I was so proud I was I took such prestige from my job in hindsight a warning sign right but I was just so proud to have the job that I had the workplace however wasn't maybe always the healthiest environment there was some pressure over time and then things started sort of slowly adding up communications became less clear and more and more there was this sort of scope creep, meaning the projects that you're working on get bigger and bigger and bigger and suddenly you're doing this as well and then you're doing this as well and, you know, before you know it, you just you're, you could just be there 24-7. You'd never get everything done. I had never learned how to handle that kind of environment. I had never really learned workplace boundaries. And as somebody who was so proud to do the job that I did – the reverse feeling also started applying to me where if I then don't do the job that I do to the best of my possible abilities, you no know, giving everything, who am I, right? So I started staying late doing more, trying to influence every aspect of how I worked and what happened to me and how I was managed. I tried to fix all the holes only I could see in in the workplace. I kept throwing more pressure on myself and the workplace then threw more pressure on me too. And I think I must have looked to the outside extremely capable at the time. That's not a healthy place to be. And as time went on, I started to show to myself and hide from other people the physical signs of stress from stomach tightness to crying several times a day. I became really tearful. I got insomnia and I even became believe it or not more introverted. I became very sensitive to sounds in the office and chatter. It just wasn't like me at all. That's not that's not who I am. I am naturally very gregarious. So I had little support and I kind of felt ashamed of my underperformance as I saw it. So I wanted to be at that optimum. The optimum became ever harder to attain. I just did not see all the warning signs because I didn't know that that all these things were warning signs. My workplace was also, I think at the time, there was a certain attitude that, that is common in workplaces where people might sign you up to a half day like stress management or stress awareness course and then that's like okay dealt with <laughs> which in in reality at the stage that I was at that didn't really help so the story ended ends with extremes one day i had uh, an extreme crisis on a on a work trip and when i came back home i called in sick and i never ever went back to the same job i took many many months to recover And the recovery included everything you can imagine because it included counseling, it included even medication for depression. I was I was just I was a sick person. I'm like I said, usually gregarious, cheery, optimistic, and it was the stress that had made me sick. This is why I care so much. It wasn't actually my failure. It wasn't anybody's fault. This was something that I didn't know how to handle that there wasn't enough awareness of, and it can come from anywhere. For me, it was the workplace. And as I explained, the workplace was where I took a lot of my personal identity, my pride from. So maybe a warning sign right there. But stress can come from your family. It can come even from your commute, those little factors that add up, your workplace environment. It can come from social media or just the small fact that we are living through a pandemic and are all still in shock this leads me to you know as part of my recovery almost the, the aspects that i have put in place to handle stress and why i love talking about talking to you about what I have learned, hoping I can share it, hoping it can be useful to you as well. And in fact, the joys of being a solo entrepreneur. Because for me, this wasn't really about, oh, escape the 9-to-5 freedom, because I used to love my 9-to-5. Or even if it was like a 9-to-5 plus two weekends, plus um, get up at three in the morning because you've got a flight to catch at five. (laughs) It didn't matter. It didn't matter. I, I loved my job. But the thing that I didn't understand is no matter how hard you work, A big company or a big institution won't care. So if you look for something from your work that it can't give you, you still, you're forever going to be feeling like you are stuck in place. Or as I often put it, you still have to put it, you still have to fill in that bloody annual request form, (laughs) annual leave request form. (laughs) No matter how hard you've worked in a year, you still have that, right? So as a solo enterprise as an entrepreneur or whatever um, i am able to look after myself and control what matters to me so this isn't just about financial freedom as it is to many of you and that is a very valid and uh, reasonable thing to look for but also i i encourage you if you're interested at all in working for yourself or if you just listen to this and you're a language learner and you're still here with me thank you think about the aspects of your life that that allow you, the parts of your life that allow you to look after yourself and control what matters to you. I still have, you know, I have so many challenges that that, that come from this job and um, sometimes there's a knock to my self-esteem. Sometimes there's a creative challenge. Sometimes I'm sat here with my language learning podcast thinking, God, I'm recording an episode that is so tangentially about language learning. I hope I hope it won't be received badly you know so challenges scary moments stressful moments exist all the time I've learned a lot but when it comes down to it I now know through having gone through this what matters to me in my work and that is my stress prevention matter matter my stress prevention method and how I can get that for me, what matters is making an impact, being in control of my my style, my working environment, my hours to a certain extent, and having created a space where I can show up as I am, not in clothes I don't like, not being censored, not having to speak like I'm, you know, in a formal, like, I don't know, in a courtroom or something like that. That's not me. I, I'm here. And having created a space where I can be myself has been the best stress preventer I have ever, 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 ever put in place so if you are perhaps at the baby business stage if you are an online teacher working for yourself do you have that if you are just a language learner thinking of your language learning style and thinking about the methods and reading about the best method to learn languages same question to you do you have that do you have a space where you can be yourself because it is the biggest and most useful thing that you can have Now, I'm going to move into a few tips. And these are really good general life tips, like I said. But if you are working for yourself, I urge you take these like double seriously because they're going to serve you so, so well. Now, uh, the headline for this is how to be mentally healthy. And mental health is a huge and wide spectrum. So what I'm about to share with you comes with a big caveat called your mileage may vary. Just like when I tell you about learning languages, different things work for different people. Don't add pressure on yourself to do things right, whatever right means, even when it's about dealing with pressure, because this is your body, your personality, your energy. Now, let's start with the importance of taking a break, as shown by the way I've restructured the way the podcast works and my podcast break. Breaks are important and healthy. I'm writing this, I wrote this script and now I'm recording this episode in between seasons and that little break in between, it's allowed me to experiment with some new gear, I've got some new machinery here, I can try new things, it's helped me think about how I want to shape, what I want to say to you and to be honest, I think it makes me me a better host, it helps me bring you a better show and that's what it's all about. It also helps me practice being less than perfect and forgiving myself for it. Maybe you can bring that into your life somewhere. Where where do you think a break might be super helpful? As a language teacher, self-employed worker, sometimes maybe like me, you struggle with your boss. <laughs> you being your boss. You have to make sure that the standards you set yourself are fair. You have to make sure you don't treat yourself worse than any other boss would. In fact, treat yourself better. As a language learner. Maybe I am very laid back often, but I see others who worry that a break means stopping and being unable to pick things back up. Now, remember that that is not true. No matter if it's an app streak or if it's something, some kind of other energized kind of intensive period you've got going, it's also okay to slow down for a bit. And that doesn't mean that you have stopped learning languages. Remember, you can pick it up anytime recognize you're not superhuman you may be able to do all the things yourself and do them all as well as you would like but it does really really help to accept your limits i like to think of it also from the point of view of of almost leadership you want to set a good example there's always someone in your life who is looking at you no matter who you are you want to give others the chance to to support you with things that they do super well, because it's going to make them feel really good. And at this point, I want to really thank the people who support me and, and with fluent and with this podcast. And that's uh, Sarah, Christian, Mina, Anna, right here. You are, thank you so much. Each and every one of you, you are helping me out here. <laughs> and finally, watch out for worrying and catastrophizing. The following tips that I have for you that are going to be my closing remarks maybe uh they're from mind.org.uk and mind is a really wonderful mental health charity in the uk so i've put lots and lots of links into fluent.show slash 211 where you can find out more and please help yourself to all of these resources so the tips are number one make some lifestyle changes and that doesn't mean what you think it's going to mean like I don't know, <laughs> eat only apples or whatever. Make some lifestyle changes such as, number one, working on your assertiveness so you can feel confident saying no when people add pressure. Developing your hobbies and interests. As a language lover, maybe you are miles ahead of others. Adding in relaxation techniques and relaxing activities. So this isn't just about meditating. This is yoga I have been going lockdown yoga crazy this 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 lockdown, lockdown three. I've been doing four or five hours of yoga a week and it's amazing. So it could be yoga, it could be meditation, it could be creative activities, drawing, music, engaging in nature, listening to music and of course podcasts, right? <laughs> if you're out on a podcast walk, please send me a picture of you because I, nothing makes me happier. And limit your tech consumption. Try and have an evening off from social media now and then, perhaps. Tip number two, look after your physical health. So that's the classics, of course. Get get a good amount of sleep, exercise and eat healthily. Number three, make sure you have a good support network through friends and family, workplace support, your doctor if needed and your peers. So language learners, get yourself a buddy, my language teachers... We're here for you and, you know, look, look for buddies as well. It really, really helps. And I have to say, if you are in a workplace and the workplace is a stressful situation, if you haven't, maybe if you've got the opportunity to have access to your union, please, please take a look or just kind of start a very gentle conversation. In my own story, I found my union absolutely invaluable. Uh, One added thing that I found super useful is CBT. That's cognitive behavioral therapy. Therapy doesn't have to just be when there's something something wrong with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Therapy can mean something completely different. It can just be something that you do to keep you healthy. And you can apply this to help you build more of that resilience, get out of thinking patterns that make you feel anxious or unhappy. And uh, again, lots and lots of resources in the show notes today. All these tips, all these methods are a drop in the ocean, a tiny drop in the ocean. If you are genuinely feeling continuously low mood, anxiety and other strong mental challenges, those mean that you are not well and you need to speak to your doctor if at all possible. So, if when the stress becomes depression, please please <laughs> gosh, I remember I would cry on the way to work, cry at work and still just not react to it. There's so many warning signs. If you're having warning signs, please, please try and try and react to them. Because by the time that I knew a weekend off wouldn't fix it, I was I needed half a year off. <laughs> and that's not something I want for anybody else. Yeah, so there we have it. It's a slightly different episode to you t- for you today and hopefully uh, a good and healthy start into teaching season. And this is again to mark and highlight Stress Awareness Month in 2021. This is important for me because infor- it informs how I work with you as a language coach and as a mentor to new baby businesses and online teachers. I would love to hear your constructive feedback. And of course, don't hesitate to send me your questions. Again, that is hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can just find me on Instagram at at K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. Now, if you are interested in getting advice from me for your online teaching career, your baby business, I have started something new and it is joyful, stress-free, so, so, so nice. So I wanted to mention that as well. It's called the Mobile Mentoring Days a uh, big hat tip and shout out to Elizabeth Goddard my business mentor i have linked again to her free training about this because it's a f- it, it, it's just a, such a revelation so a mobile mentoring day is a concept built around voice messages you don't have to stare at each other in zoom you can you can just have conversations as much as possible and i will give you a day of business mentoring strategy and advice and we kind of talk and work through lots and lots of challenges I love the concept it's fresh I really like trying new things and even more it actually gives me and my clients space and time to think reflect and consider our answers and in fact talking out loud is a really great way to process your thoughts and go a little bit deeper so again that's linked there for you if you're interested in a mobile mentoring day Please come and talk to me. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to help you out with it. Now, teaching season has well and truly started. Don't worry, it's not going to be this dark every single time. It's not going to be like just me telling you about um, stress and, and the, the bad. There is lots and lots of good to be discovered. Next week, we start with an episode about what teachers and learners can learn from each other. And there's lots more exciting stuff coming. Next week's episode is also out on my birthday. So I'm already excited. Thank you all so much for For listening to The Fluent Show, as always, you can please find us, leave us a review and just get in touch. Generally, you can leave us a review anywhere that you follow podcasts. You can subscribe to this podcast and get more episodes from our archive and support us on Patreon all through www.fluent.show and you can email me hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk say hi on Twitter at The Fluent Show and say hi on Instagram at K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show this week. How exciting to have you back. See you next week. Ciao. new fade. How exciting.